From Liangjiahe, a village on the barren lowest plateau in northwest China, to Zhongnanhai, the center of China's top leadership in Beijing. Xi Jinping has served in various posts at different levels of the government across China, starting in his early years as a junior village official to governing as China's top leader. What's he like as an individual and as a leader? How have his work experiences from earlier decades been influencing his leadership as the national leader? What are some of the core principles that have guided his decisions and actions? I consider myself a relatively hard-working person. I know very well that people's biggest concerns are education, employment, income. We can't pursue development through destructive methods, depleting the legacies from our ancestors while exhausting the options for our future generations. The Stories of Xi Jinping podcast series shares the life and work experiences of Xi Jinping and explores the formation of his governing principles, philosophy, beliefs, among others. Getting to know Xi's thoughts on national governance and how his leadership took shape may help you better understand China's path, governance and principles. You can follow the Stories of Xi Jinping podcast series on all major podcast platforms. Keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Roundtable, coming to you live from Beijing. I'm He Yang. Good, as always, to have you with us. I'm just super excited today, and that's how I'm going to talk. No, I'm not going to do that. But yes, so lovely to have you all here with us. World Environment Day is observed on 5th of June every year, and is the United Nations' principal vehicle for encouraging awareness and action for the protection of our environment. Centered to today's or this year's campaign is beat plastic pollution. Why is it so hard to wean off plastic? Is it possible to win the fight now? And we're on a mission of starting your week with a motivational kick. Our motivational Monday offerings will get you ready. To tackle the week, and we have a special song selected for you on this day as well. For today's program, I'm joined by Niu Honglin and Lightning in the studio. First on today's show, plastics and fossil fuels are two sides of the same polluting coin. Plastics are part of a sector called petrochemicals, or products made from fossil fuels like oil. Coal and gas. We've all heard of the devastating consequences of plastic pollution, but humans as a whole has fallen short of fighting it. Microplastics, the tiny plastic particles up to five millimeter in diameter, have found their way into our food, water, and air. And、uh, research also suggests that plastics have entered Earth's fossil record. And a recent foss, a recent report reveals that disposable baby diapers are one of the biggest contributors of global. Plastic waste. Can you believe that? Yes, June the fifth marks the World Environment Day, and this year's campaign underscores the significance of beat plastic pollution. So, guys, give us the background on Environment、uh, World Environment Day and how the day is observed in China. Well, World Environment Day is the largest global platform for environmental public outreach, and it all began. In the year 1972, after a major conference, the first of its kind on environmental issues, known as the Conference on the Human Environment or the Stockholm Conference, and later that year,、uh, on December the 15th, the UN General Assembly adopted a resolution designating June the 5th as the World Environment Day and urging governments and the organizations in the United Nations system to undertake on that day every year. Worldwide activities reaffirming their concern for the preservation and enhancement of the environment, with a view to deepening environmental awareness. This year, the theme for the World Environment Day is "Beat Plastic Pollution." China, for instance,、uh, of course,、uh, has uh, paid great attention to environment environment protection.、Uh, the revised version of China's environmental protection law, which was passed on.、Uh, 
uh, April the 24th, 2014, um, designated the June the 5th as the Environment Day in this country as well. And this year for, uh, for China's Environment Day, it, the theme is Building a Modernization of Harmonious Coexistence Between Human and Nature. Mm. I think um, I'm very glad that we're paying more and more attention to world, to the environment. And um, apparently, a lot of young people nowadays, the Gen Zers we talked about a lot, pays really great attention to plastic-related stuff. They're trying to use non, well, non, um, res- well, recyclable mm-hmm. um, containers and plastic, and trying to stop using the single-use plastic bags because and there's it- the fashion of buying recycled shoe shoes made from recycled plastic. Yeah, there's that trend as well. And thanks to them, I started to do more and more research on plastics and I realized how serious the problem is. Actually, Mm -hmm. according to the official website of the United Nations, more than 400 million tons of plastic is produced every year worldwide, half of which is designed to be used only once. And of that, less than 10% is recycled. Mm -hmm. That number in China is actually 30%, and China being one of the biggest uh, consumer and producer of plastics, we want to say that 30% is still not enough. 30% that is being Being recycled. recycled. Yeah, that... um um, I hate to uh, rain on people's parade uh, as such, but that sounds like a pretty high percentage if you look at the world we live in. How much of that plastic is actually going into some kind of recycle facility? I mean, there's a big question mark about it. And also when you just look around, regardless of where you are now, maybe you're driving your car or maybe you're somewhere at work or maybe, you know, taking a nap during the uh, siesta time or whatever it is, or just looking at your computer or looking at your uh, smartphone. There's plastic (laughs) everywhere. It's easy just to name like five of the plastic items in that room that you are right in right now. So therefore, um, I just like to say plastic as a material, it is so pervasive in our lives that we don't even think about it, despite our general understanding that plastic never goes away or it takes years to go away. And here, um, I'm sort of like uh, jumping the gun a little bit, but with the baby diaper issue, it takes 500 years for a used disposable baby diaper to go away and disappear in the universe. 500 years. Just think about that. So yes, tell us, guys, the damaging consequences of plastic pollution. Um, I think we generally know that, but what are the facts and figures to really paint the picture for us? Well, an estimated 19 to 23 million tons end up in lakes, rivers, and seas annually, and that's approximately the weight of 2,200 Eiffel Towers altogether. Some 11 million tons of plastic waste flow annually into oceans, and this may triple by 2040. More than 800 marine and coastal species are affected by this pollution through ingestion, entanglement, and other dangers. I think a lot of us may have seen the picture of poor sea turtles being caught in, in a like a ring of plastic. And so, uh, you know, sea turtles, they usually have very hard shells. But when they were caught in this ring of plastic, when they were very small, they grow up not being able to get rid of the, the ring of plastic. And they there's a there's a distortion in the body of the seashell uh, or sea turtle. And then that's, that, that, sh- that scene is simply uh, disheartening and very frustrating. Mm-hmm. And, and more and more research reveal the damage that it may cause to uh, the humans and, and the lives on this planet. And that is, it, and it may end up in our in our veins, in our digestive organs, and in our lungs, and it is very hard to get rid of them. Yes, actually, microplastic pollution has been detected in human blood for the very first time, with scientists finding the tiny particles in almost 80% of the people they tested. The discovery shows the uh, particles 
can travel around the body and they may lodge in organs and the impact of health is not known or not um, experimented or not tested just yet. But think about it. These artificial material ended up in your body in the blood. And it's not because they have just entered our bodies, just because now technology is advanced enough to detect them. And not only in adults' bodies, you think that we are living in this world long enough. That is why we have tons of microplastics in our body. Well, that's not wrong because every year an adult would actually absorb around uh, 55,000 little microplastic particles. And if you think that number is should be lower for babies, you might be wrong because for newborn babies, they would bite through their way out of out of uh, bite their way out of the world because they that's how they started to learn the world. So they will bite everything. Mm. And a lot of their toys are made by plastics. And some babies are bottle fed. And that would lead to more problems of inhaling or uh, absorbing, ingesting, ingesting right. all these. Well, yes, the inhaling part is not even included just yet so yes but well babies would even um ingest more microplastic particles which is daunting to me yeah and it's um it's devastating news if i may just say also in the past or just a few years ago i remember reading news about um Certainly, it wasn't great for uh, sashimi lovers. Apparently, there was, you know, microplastics, bits of fiber being found in uh, fish flesh. And I thought that's how we get it. And it's sort of the modern the modern rendition of the circle of life, um, <laughs> which is kind of terrible. Well, to we put humans it that have way. certainly left our marks on this planet. And that is a fact of life that... Um, that I think it's important for us to look at if we are still at a point that we can reverse the tide or if there's anything we can do about it. But before we get into that part, there is this interesting sort of um, talking point about disposable diapers. You know, something as small as that didn't really think that's a big deal, so to speak. And it's only when a baby needs it for the X amount of years. Um, apparently, a baby is likely to go through between 5,000 and 6,000 disposable plastic diapers before becoming potty trained. But this is actually a huge contributor to the global plastic waste. H- how do you um, make of that, if you may share with us? Well, according to the official website of UNEP, single-use or disposable diapers are made from wood, pulp, cotton, viscose, rayon, and several plastics, namely uh, polyester, polyethylene, and polypropylene. And they have thus become environmental impacts across their entire life cycle and are causing a significant strain on local authorities that are often tasked with their disposal. And more than seven, more than 300,000 disposable diapers are incinerated every minute uh, or sent to landfill or end up in, in the environment. And many disposable diapers brands claim that their products are compostable or biodegradable but the reality is more complex. Many of these diapers end up in the same place as regular disposable ones, and that is the incinerator, the landfill, or the environment. Now, the issue with diapers, even with uh, compostable diapers, is that it is you have to use them every day. You, you almost have to use a new one every hour. For the baby. Yeah, in order for your for your convenience or for your for the health of your baby, because yeah. if you have to wash like in the good old times a cloth, <laughs> yes, I mean the amount of work is tremendous. You have to you have had you have to have a very very good plan as to how many cloth diapers you need and how how do you go about in disinfecting them. So yeah. uh, it's it's really not that convenient if you are a new mom or dad trying to navigate the new life that you just created for yourself by giving birth to a new baby. Um, I have to say, disposable diapers is a lifesaver in some instances. 
Yeah, it really is. Somebody's nodding along. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I can think of、um, some pictures. I don't know why, but of the diapers handing out in well, not the disposable one, the traditional old-fashioned fiber cloth one,、yeah. handing out in the balcony. You have to have a large enough balcony so that <laughs> <laughs> you and also、yeah. really a lot of cloth. Um, a lot of diapers, so that you don't rugs.、Yeah. So you don't have to wash them all the time. You have to maybe you can just wash them once a day, but wash really a huge amount of them.、Yeah. So I I get that this is a huge problem for new parents, but in the same time. I have to admit, those diapers might be even healthier for babies because、um, the cloth ones. Yes,、oh. because、uh, those are. I think the material is more friendly to the baby's really vulnerable skin,、mm. and also it allows air, more air to get in,、oh. meaning that it allows more leaky problems, of course. Right. But well, as long as you change it. Um, let's say frequently enough, but at the same time,、um, Laimi has already mentioned within just one tiny piece of diaper, there are three types of、um, three、Materials? types. Yes, three、yeah. actually three types of plastics already,、uh. and meaning that it is really hard to reuse them. And think about those diapers being. Mitigated with the baby feces, making it even harder to reuse. Yeah, it's just impossible. And I'll just reiterate that again: common disposable diapers will take roughly five hundred years to de to fully decompose because of the plastic outer shell. And this just reminds me of maybe it's become a fact of life as we've been. Alive on this planet long enough—that is, the old ways often have great merit to it. For for those born in the 1980s, I suppose maybe you've been through. Well, your parents would remember this of washing the cloth diapers. But as China got, or as the Chinese people have more disposable income in our pockets, and as we embrace this modern lifestyle, and then. Well, yeah, both of you have reiterated that there is real convenience to disposable baby diapers. But you know, after a few decades—well, at least a couple of decades now—I suppose that we're all used to these kind of、um, new、uh, necessary items in the household. But then we see, well, there's not so great consequences to that. And then I, I think it's just. You know, a lesson to be learned in life—something that you think, "Oh, this must be great," but then give it some time. You see that though, there is probably a downside to that. And also, this just reminds me of all kinds of disposable products, single-use products that most likely have plastic content in them. And as a woman, well, you know, every month when. During that period,、um, yeah, there are these sanitary products that we use, and if I go down that line of thinking, well, that's got to be another burden to the environment as well. But how many of us are going to go back the old ways? I don't think so. But also, this is、um, possibly also、um, a, a time to shed a little bit light on also just、um, sanitary products poverty as well in. The U.S. in China, in in a lot of countries, actually, not a lot of women can enjoy these products, and they don't come cheap. But also, they are a burden to the environment, and just、uh, and and so many things. Remember when、uh, the last few years, a lot of ladies,、um, we. Have sort of bought into this trend of using single-use towels. It's supposed to be really, you、oh. know, clean,、mm-hmm. good. Like remove your makeup and all that. But、uh, yeah, is it time to talk about that? Maybe、um, disposable and single-use basically has a great darker side to it. That maybe, maybe we should reverse or change our lifestyle a little bit as、um, we've embraced what was new and great to us as it dawned to us. A while ago, any day is a good day to have that conversation. But today, of all days, the World Environment Day, and we are talking about plastic as is as if it is the demon、uh, that humans have invented for itself and for this planet. But we remember, plastic is the result of technological advancement, and humans have benefited a lot from this. Particular technological advancement, our lives have been made much easier. Our health, in fact, has improved over the years because of 
better sanitary solutions that He Yang just mentioned earlier, both for adult women and for children uh, in, in the form of diapers. We have benefited a lot, so let's not just re-raise that. I mean, we, we are still benefiting from this technology. The issue is how do we go on with this now that we are, we are leaving a mark on this environment? Think about the Great Pacific uh, garbage belt or garbage patch that you can think of. I mean, we have definitely left up our marks on this planet. What we do? What, we, what are we going to do? Um, I think uh, the one way to go forward is to make the cost of using plastic uh, more significant. Uh, make it known to the general public, to the industries, and and to decision makers. And I think the decision makers and, and the industries are very much aware of this, but still the demand the demand for plastic is so huge that uh, nobody can resist the temptation to keep tapping and exploiting and even advancing in this regard. So um, I'm thinking perhaps because of the sheer price or the low cost of using plastic, mm-hmm. low economic cost of using plastic, um, the 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 trend or the tide is so hard to reverse, and and also likewise, uh, it's not as worthwhile for scientists to develop alternatives because the development process can be costly and not economically viable in comparison to using plastic. So te- methods like taxes and fees which would drastically improve the cost of using plastic might create uh, a room for uh, smart scientific researchers to try and, and look at this and, and see a prospect in developing some replaceable uh, alternative solutions. And in the meantime, I think we're being a little too general when we use plastic to refer to all that material, because actually there are so many different types of plastics mm-hmm. out there, and they have different characters. Some of them are really stable, making them really hard to be degraded mm. in the environment. But you can use them for multiple uses. And some are not that stable, but they can still cause a huge problem for the environment. And people cannot really use them for the second time, which makes makes them, in my opinion, bad plastics. Right. <laughs> and, and also I think cars goes into it. Yes, yeah. and that's the thing, because um, we have biodegradable plastics for sure, but we see that traditionally, for example, a non-degradable plastic commonly costs around 3,000 to 10,000 yuan per ton, while PLA costs approximately 35,000 yuan per ton, and PBAT costs around 22,000 yuan per ton. And these are just the prices of different types of plastics. And remember, when we use different types of of plastics to manufacture certain things. For instance, a water bottle, a toy, or a container of certain Mm -hmm. food, different types of plastics would be included into this one single item, making the recycling process a bit hard because you need to separate them so that they can actually be recycled and be reused mm -hmm. for different items. And that is also a huge problem. Yes, and it's so easy for us to talk about recycle. And just let me just advise you, look out in the morning and in the afternoon. Has the garbage truck separated all the recycled items? I mean, does the recycled items actually go into the correct facilities and have it recycled? It's really out of our hands. And I think certainly there is that demand issue that you mentioned, um, Lai Meng, um, you know, that's probably, there's probably corporate interest in there. There's probably also, um, you know, just um, the convenience coming from from the product that the average consumer might very much enjoy as well. But there are also in um, sort of these in- entrenched interests in there, like big oil, big gas, you know, they Even found... plastic is an industry to be reckoned with. Well, yeah, because plastic comes from fossil fuel. Mm. Right. So, you know, that's really the heart of it. And and also plastic, you know, at one end is is looking at fossil fuel, but at the other end, you know, how do you get rid of it, right? And then a lot of it goes into landfills, sometimes end up in oceans and water uh, areas or um, get burnt 
And of course, you know, that would contribute to greenhouse gas and greenhouse emissions as such. And then that is the other part of it. But when you look at here in China in recent years, there's so much talk about plastic, about pollution, and how can we reverse this tide? What are the efforts that has gone into this effect? Well, actually, we've just released a management measures for the use and reporting of disposable plastic products by business operators that will take effect June 20th, 2023. This measures require retail operators of goods to provide consumers with paid plastic shopping bags. They require e-commerce operators to prioritize the use of reusable and easily recyclable packaging materials. It requires catering operators to be responsible to alternative products or legal um, disposable plastic products when providing food packaging and also accommodation operators, exhibition hall operators or different kinds of business operators are, they can find their um, relevant articles in this measurement, in this guidance telling them what to do when it comes to plastics. And changes are already happening in our lives. And if you buy stuff online through these online e-commerce platforms for grocery, uh, you may may have noticed that whereas in before uh, these whatever you have ordered might come in a large plastic bag, now they appear in cloth bags. But what I'm trying to use this example to show is that uh, the regulations and regulators will have to be a lot more nuanced and more detailed in this regard because Mm -hmm. even as the big plastic bags have been replaced by cloth bags, the the items contained in these bags, like individual package of pear and apples, they are still uh, packaged in plastic. So a little bit more attention being paid is worth uh, while. Yes, and also the plastic straw ban, that was a huge deal that everybody living in China could feel the effects of it. And also there's like further discussion that goes into if it's a paper straw you're using instead, is that really that that more environmental friendly? It's really good to have these discussions. And also we've seen that new technology has been devoted to this area. And the problem is, how do you make it scalable? And that's the part where a lot more research Hard work needs to go into, and we're still waiting to see some big change. But there are these small things that we can all do, and it's probably a good starting point for every individual to chip in and get involved, get your toes wet, so to speak. We'll be back after this break with more roundtable discussion. Don't you go away. Once upon a time, in a land not so very far away, Stories were told of the brave and the bold. The whole court fell silent to hear what the great warrior Mulan might ask for. Of mighty deities and powerful immortals. Immediately, the shimmering skin started to grow before his eyes. Of fated love and love sanctified. In dawn's golden light, Mulan said, Marry me. Of great journeys across fantastical landscapes. So the cat and the mouse climbed on the dog's back, and the dog swam across the broad river. In the company of friends and enemies and unimagined beasts. Yeah, (laughs) good to see you. Of ordinary folk with tantalizing stories to tell. Heroes and heroines all. It's incredible. How did you do that? Tales of sad sacrifice and victories snatched from the jaws of defeat. Stories of the wise, the accomplished and the quick of mind. 5,000 years of amazing Chinese folk tales. You'll find Chinese Folk Tales Season 3 wherever you discover your favorite podcasts. Keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. You're listening to Roundtable with myself, He Young. I'm joined by Lai Ming and Niu Honglin in the studio. I am very happy to have you guys in the studio together like this. Um, 
It's like the three musketeers, <laughs> just like the old days. And、uh, we always have a good discussion. And it's really great to have your unique insight on every discussion, especially once you notice. I mean, if you listen to listen to the show, then you know that some people disappear for a while, and if they come back, they come back with、uh, more. Rich experience, definitely new experience and new things to share, and that's often very much envied by the person who、um, hasn't really been doing that that much. But it's so great to have Liming and Neil Holian back in the studio together, like this. Coming up on today's show, internships are an opportunity to sharpen your skills before entering the workforce and network with professionals in the field. And companies often look at them as a way to gain experience, exposure to make a smooth transition into your role when hired. So we can agree that getting a good、uh, an internship is a good thing for a young person looking to enter a profession. And getting a fake slip that says you've done an internship is a no-no. But when there is a demand, there is a business, even if it's a gray business. So we take a look at what's going on behind that. And our special segment, Motivational Monday, coming your way, will give you that adrenaline shot for the start of the week, and also with a song that I've handpicked for you. I'm very serious about the music choices on this discussion show. You know, it's like. Keep your focus sharp, Hyun. But you know, I well, you know, you know me. Our podcast listeners can find us at Roundtable China on Apple Podcast. When you're there and you're so inclined, please give us a five star review. It will help other folks find the show. And if you have a question that you want us to answer on social issues, business, technology, or whatever moves your spirit, you can send those our way. There's a place to do it: ezfmroundtable at foxmail.com. I've been accused for. Saying this too quickly, let me just do it again slowly. EZFM Roundtable at foxmail.com. Emails are fine, but voice memos are always better. And now on Roundtable, let's do this properly. An internship. Certificate is a document that is used as proof or verification that a specific individual worked on a company as an intern and completed the program. Now, fake internship certificate suppliers can be easily found in the online marketplace. They're in the hiding or making it quite obvious for some people. Well, if you know where to look for, some college students have willingly paid up for them. So. This is not something we should particularly advertise, but let's just say what's going on here. You know, when there is this business that is not so glorious, let's say, let's well, just put it that way. Let's say I am a senior student in a college. I am thinking about getting further education in overseas student、uh, overseas universities, or I'm just trying <laughs> to yeah be a postgraduate student. My、mm-hmm. time is so precious. What about this <laughs> strange requirement of me getting? In an internship from my teacher Lai Ming. Lai Ming is not going to really know whether or not I'm taking the internship. So all he needs is that piece of paper with a stamp on from、mm. a certain company saying that I have spent my precious time in their company doing. I think not a lot. I don't know. I have not attended an internship. <laughs> I'd like to assume it's useless. So I decided to instead of spending my precious time in that、mm. company, I would go search online and see whether or not any business. Provider would provide me with this p- stamped paper.、Yeah. So I searched online. I tried to find <laughs> something on Taobao. Didn't find anything. Tried to see whether or not my fellow students who have the same need tried the same thing. So I went on Billy Billy. That is a video streaming platform. I tried the social media platform Xiaohongshu, and I sur- finally found something. Apparently, there is this business provider. Giving this kind of service, it's、They、not a would, licensed business, though. No, it's not a business, but I'm calling it a business sure, because I'm、yeah. a fishy, fishy student who would not attend any legitimate internship. Anyway, in my opinion, these business, quote unquote, business provider would give me this internship certificate.、Um, trying, well, 
with the stamp on, and they would even write me this internship diary, and they would even have this signed、uh, tri-party agreements with that stamp on, and they can even allow Lai Ming to call them with a number. <gasps> they can Lai Ming can call、yeah. them, and they would prove to Lai Ming that I have attended that internship and I was excellent at my internship. So I decided to make that purchase, whether or not I will get the certificate I need, whether or not I. Could be found forging this false internship certificate. Will it affect my future,、uh, in my future career? That is not with the concern of that quote unquote business owner, and of course not the concern of myself right now because I am just not thinking clearly.、Mm-hmm. Wow, that's quite the story, and it's hard to believe that if it's not someone who's. Been through that, then you <laughs> should get an Oscar for that. <laughs> well, to clear the air, Teacher Lai Ming didn't require. It wasn't Teacher Lai Ming who required. Is, is it、uh, the future employer Lai Ming that required him? No, 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 no. Maybe it might、uh, be the school. The, I, I'm sure. Well, the teacher Lai Ming would suggest, kindly suggest, or even try and galvanize <laughs> the students to get this internship done. That's for sure. It's my responsibility to,、oh, to advise now, huh? to advise people to do that.、Yeah. But the teachers, this is not from the from the teacher. I I, I was I would assume this is part of the development plan for、mm. college students.、Yeah. Some schools treat it more seriously. Like if you don't have that certificate, then you don't graduate. You don't get your diploma.、That、Or is, other schools might、yeah. might have might be more flexible. But still, they they inquire. They well, they demand on this, and that is, for instance, your internship might be counted as certain credit. Yeah. With which you might graduate, but if you have、hmm. accumulated enough credits elsewhere, maybe that internship is not that essential. Right. So, yeah, who's、um, benefiting from an internship? Really, I mean, the, well, the- ideally, the intern should benefit from the internship. I mean, the the experience you get from working at a company or an institution obviously is important for you to. Both look nice on the resume and also、uh, get skills that you need if you want to start a business or start a career in this line of business. Ideally, that should be the case. This is important for college students who get to spend four years in the ivory tower without what, knowing what really is going on out there. Even the act of being rejected by a potential company. Uh, might add to your experience, very important social experience. So、mm. I would,、um, I would argue that this is in fact very good for the intern if they opt to become an intern. So what's fueled this gray business of providing fake internship stamps or certificates or even you know the other services, quote unquote services that New Holland just told us? I think there are different scenarios. Apparently. Uh, not really good student Niu Hongling was in the first scenario. That is, she has her own plan, and for example, she want to further education, or she's、um, doing something very busy in her opinion that she does not have time to actually do the internship. And that is the one scenario. That is, the internship certificate is required by the school.、Um, So to speak, and another scenario is for some students that they want to have a really good job. Some employer would require certain intern experience. They、mm-hmm. believe that if you have an idea about the industry, maybe you would perform better. And that is why some students would try to purchase not even one, two, or even multiple internship certificates.、Oh. And that's the thing. I don't think an HR would necessarily only go through the certificates you have, or even. The fake number you provided on your certificates. They would ask you, "What did you learn from your internship? What did you do? What are some problems you solved?" And all that makes an internship count. And I think sharing the sharing、uh, the sheer act of purchasing a certificate only proves that you are well not as self-disciplined as we want. Well, the thing is, only if you get caught. <laughs> Well, to complicate、so、things, I mean,、yeah. to complicate things, I think COVID obviously played a part in this.、Uh, if、uh, if it already wasn't that bad, I mean, COVID because of COVID, students probably were confined to the campus、mm. for the past few years, and so we are seeing perhaps more cases of students wanting to buy the certificate through、uh, various means in recent years. Like, like, and that、mm. is actually. 
I don't think it's a valid excuse because、oh. while I was doing the research of purchasing a internship certificate, you looked around. Start, I looked around to start with.、Uh, the old-fashioned Taobao. Allowing you to buy one is no longer there. No、mm. matter what I searched, I cannot find anything. So good for you, Taobao, trying to crack down the wrong deeds. I'm very glad. But in the meantime, while I was looking for the quote unquote business owner,、mm. I actually found some really good online internship. You can actually send in your CVs and get these online internships, and they will provide you with the certificate you need.、Mm-hmm. So, if they actually do put in the time and energy to do the research, it's not like they cannot find anything.、Mm. Well, that's again a question here because maybe some people don't get. Um, accepted, maybe some might work hard and can get a internship, but but not all people can. And also, I apologize for sort of laughing earlier on. It's when you hold in you you mentioned, oh, my time is precious, and、uh, yes, well, everybody's got a limited amount of time, and if you're working on your、um, examination for. Applying for a postgraduate degree, and if you're also trying to do all kinds of things, and you just simply don't have time to do this, so sometimes maybe I'm am I looking at this in a manner that's too innocent, but you kind of need to make your priorities right. Like what what are the things that you can put some solid time into that you can really gain an experience that you can really learn something from or you can get the grades you know and then just purchasing something fake that is a piece of paper with sometimes possibly services that come after that it is is just not something that we would ever recommend But this also reminds me of well, that's the thing when you've been on the show long enough. A few years ago, there was this discussion about people paying for internships.、Mm. So instead of being paid to be there to do work for some company or organization, there were people who paid to be there. And now it's I, I just don't really know how to make of this that is、um, you know paying for a slip of paper. Both are good examples to illustrate how competitive it can. B for a college student to get an internship.、Uh, to this year, we are looking at、uh, about 11.58 million post、uh, graduates from college. So that means perhaps two, three years ago, these we had 11.58, about that number,、mm-hmm. looking for internship. They all have to do something as required by the school, but. Are there enough vacancies for internship? Which is obviously I mean, not. That, of course, that's not because、yeah. the the this policy or this demand on the part of the school was old. I mean, it can can be very old, as old as even the college expansion. I mean, you know that in recent decades, the number of college students who get enrolled in on these、mm-hmm. campuses have, if not. Uh, have increased ten times, I think, in, yeah, in the、has. past two decades.、Yeah. So、um, the the policy certainly wasn't adapting to the new reality. I mean, if the school really want to make sure that the students are getting what they need through internship, there should be accountabilities. There should be teachers, maybe like me, <laughs> looking at their certificates and double checking with、uh, with the.、Um, With the、uh, the companies and also double checking with the students to make sure that they do get what they what they want to get from internship. But here could be. But there's not lim- enough staff members in、mm. college. But in there's college also another that. predicament. That is, we've all kind of agreed that to get everybody an internship is impossible. Is. Even just to get like a fraction or like half of these people an internship, if they can find one, that's difficult enough. Which is why it's outdated. Which is why it should adapt to the new reality, and that is, it should no longer be mandatory. Perhaps it should be good.、Optional. We're finally there. Yes, exactly. Because if you make something that is mission impossible a standard, a requirement, what do you think people are going to do? So therefore, I also like to ask you guys, though. Well, it, it's more like something you said, kind of enlightened me. That is.、Um, Like in Western universities, or I can only speak for、um, the ones that I went to. Let's say in the UK,、um, 
getting an internship is what you do for yourself. The college, the university is not going to require that on anyone, and it's a it's a plus for you if you manage to get a coveted space, even as an intern in an organization. And then the college has nothing to do with it, and therefore you you, you kind of pick and choose what you want to do, and then. It's really hard to get an internship because a lot of companies might not want one, and sometimes they do. So, could you also walk us through that?、Um, you know, are, is it in the company's interest to look for interns, or、um, really, what can people gain from this kind of experience? You mean、uh, organizations and employers? Well, we can look at the whole. Whole group of people. Well, of course, you know they. There are companies who are looking to hire, and then some companies are like, okay, maybe we'll start with an intern. And some companies don't necessarily work that way. And also for the young person who's just trying to get to know the business and、um, or or the,、uh, the the organization or whatnot.、Um, do you think that maybe all this preaching of oh we should get an internship is actually maybe a little bit overrated? Do you think that、um, there are some pros and cons? Uh, the benefits and、uh, or, or whatnot that comes from this whole process. I think if a student actually want to enter the job market, want to do the business that they have been learned for around four years, yes, they should try to find an internship to find out what the reality is like. It's maybe not what you assume it is. There's still chance for you to change your career path, change your major. Maybe you can pursue a postgraduate degree in another field,、mm-hmm. and that is good for the student. In I do agree that if it's not mandatory, if、uh, schools would only provide students with this one choice, you can make the choice of maybe、um, getting to get getting an internship or starting your own business or pursue further education. It's your own choice. That is fine. But I still have to make this point for the students out there. Imagine yourself being the best version of you, and then make your choices. Maybe your dream job is a superstar that is loved by millions and tens of millions of people. <laughs> that can be you as long as you make the right decisions. Imagine yourself in that position while you are thinking about whether or not to fake something out, whether or not to get a illegal. Well, maybe it's not illegal, but at least not questionable. Tr- A wrong piece of paper that you call a certificate. Imagine yourself standing in the middle of a stage, being loved, and people shouting out "I love you." And then all of a sudden, someone say, "Hey, that girl, she's pretty, everything, but she has forged a internship. We should not love her anymore." Think about that before you make the decision. Think about the best possible self before you make a wrong deed. And as for the employer <laughs> who may or may not need an intern,、uh, I think it really depends on the industry.、Uh, And, and for I think in our line of work, we could use some internship, honestly. But、uh, we also need to accommodate accommodate、uh, the internship interns that are coming in.、Uh, what jobs do we assign to them, and、mm-hmm. uh, do we have a plan as to how many months they are going to stay here, and what what kind of stuff they need to learn?、Mm-hmm. How am I going to how am I going to、um, get by when they are gone? When when already they have grown quite useful to us. So that a lot of these questions that、uh, employer will have to. Before they take on an intern, yes, indeed, and you should treat them well. You know, sometimes people get financial remuneration, sometimes they don't.、Yeah. They're here for the experience, but、um, yeah, I mean, out of the many, many things that、uh, one could fake in a lifetime, this one is not like, you know, morally doomed. But certainly, it's not a good starting point. Let's just put it that way. And、uh, yes, we do not condone any、uh, acts that might even be running on the fringe of、uh, fraud. Yeah. Well, this is <laughs> yeah. This is not that great to us. But there you go. You're listening to Roundtable. Coming up next, Motivational Monday. Motivational Monday. New Holland, what do you have for us? 
Well, actually, I have a little story that hopefully will motivate you, as it has motivated me on three different spheres. So the story itself、uh, features a girl named Hong Haoyun. She is the seventy-second Miss World Beauty pageant. She's also From a top Chinese university, and she's actually a Tsinghua graduate and prospective PhD student in artificial intelligence. And she stood out as the only female student in a cohort of twenty majoring in mechanical engineering, later transferring to computer science.、Mm. She is quite the combination of beauty and talent, and it. Has been really motivating to me because after I read a little bit of her story, I realized that when she was in middle school, she was actually bullied because of her look. People say she's not pretty enough, she's too nerdy a girl, and she experienced quite a bad period of time. And yet, that didn't stop her from showing her beauty.、It、didn't stop her from hitting the gym so hard, learning the standard way of smiling. If you're taking a con, well, if you're participating in a contest of a beauty contest. Test and she thrived and she actually performed myself that is the English version of the Mulan theme song during the talent show and she believed it showcased her elegance and helped her break people's prejudice against women in STEM that is science technology.、Mm. Um, Engineering and mathematics, and I think that is a very beautiful story. Like I said, firstly, I'm glad that she break through her stereotype, and then she well. Her、um, own bad experience in middle school, and then she broke people's stereotype on girls are not supposed to be. Good at science as well as a beauty contest, and last but not least, I think there are a lot of criticism—not a lot, some criticism—that、um, participating in a beauty pageant contradicts her professional pursuit. But there are a lot of netizens saying she is amazing, she's great, and you should quit criticizing her. And that is also very motivate motivating, in my opinion. Right. Thank, thank you very much、That's、for that, Neil Holland. Yes, and.、Uh, Yeah,、uh, but certainly with that story, I can understand that there could be a discussion point there.、Um, people are not going to agree with this lady's decision, but、uh, but you know what? Live your life and、um, get an internship. <laughs> and good for you、um, for for fulfilling your dreams, whatever that is.、Uh, Lai Ming, what do you have for us? I have a, a, a line that I take from Five Ways to Set More Achievable Goals. Published on Harvard Business Review, and it goes like this: When setting goals, focus on continuation, not improvements. And I think this that's quite reasonable and quite、uh, a way to look at things, because we often set goals with only self improvement in mind. But author Charlotte Lieberman argues that we should instead focus on self acceptance. When we think too much about improving ourselves, we are likely to be caught in self judgment. Anxiety and many negative emotions, and negative emotions are often associated with procrastination. When we feel bad, we don't get anything done. Lieberman suggests that we should examine the things we've already started and build upon it. For instance, if our goal is to develop a habit of reading, and we already are doing some kind of reading, try and make it a regular thing and pay more attention to what we read. Think of the goals as a continuation of something you are already working on. Can make them feel safe, comfortable, and easy to achieve. I mean, that's quite、uh, the insight that I get from this advice. Don't look at yourself and thinking, "Oh, I, this, this is something. This is some setback and flaws I need to correct." I mean, but instead, build on something that you are already enjoying. That is lovely.、Mm -hmm. Thank you very much, Liming, on this Monday. And what I have picked out for you is a song by the、uh, band Imagine Dragons. The song is called "Demons." It was released from the band's debut album, Night Vision, back in 2013. And for many fans who would now consider themselves、uh, diehard fans. This is one of the clear 
entry point. The theme of the song is that under the surface, you never know what someone is dealing with, with many people dealing with their own demons and not showing it out uh, outwardly. And one possible takeaway is this. Be kind. Everyone you meet is fighting a battle you know nothing about. And if you have the ability to offer someone some grace to others, then do it, even when they don't ask for it themselves. Always remember, and this is also me saying this to you as well as trying to drill it down in my head too. Remember that you have a choice. You can choose to be kind. And sometimes it's our struggles that bring out the best in us. So here it goes. Imagine dragons, demons. And that brings us to the end of today's roundtable. Thank you so much, Nyoholin and Liming for joining the discussion. Thank you for tuning in. You can always find us on Apple Podcast at Roundtable China. And you can email us to EZFMRoundtable at foxmail.com. That's it for today. We'll s- oh, I'm Ho Young, by the way. We'll see you next time. I want to hide the truth. I want to shelter you. But with the beast inside, there's nowhere we can hide. No matter what we breed, we still are made of greed. This is my kingdom come.